Welcome to Courageous Parenting Podcast, a weekly show to equip parents with biblical truth on raising confident Christian kids in an uncertain world. Hi, I'm Angie from Courageous Mom. And I'm Isaac from Resolute Man. We've been married for 21 years and have seen the fruit from raising our eight kids biblically based on the raw truth found in the Bible. We can no longer let the culture win the hearts of children. Too many children from Christian families are walking away from their faith by age 18. And it doesn't have to be this way. It shouldn't be this way. Join us as we start an important conversation about effective parenting in the following world. Hey, welcome everybody to the podcast. Good to have you back. Hey guys. Still here and pregnant. Can you yeah. believe it? <laughs> in back in the studio. That's right. We're so we made it back great home. to be back home from vacation. Yes. Lake Havasu was gorgeous. It was awesome. And you know what? I have to just encourage you guys because there are places that are operating in full freedom. Oh, no masks. No, yeah, no, no masking mm-hmm. at all over there in Lake Havasu. Uh, we checked that out before. We would have never gone somewhere that required us to you know, do that kind of thing. Because we would have been dreaming of being back home, which is we the, 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 the opposite of vacation. Idaho, Idaho has been amazing. But anyways, that's not what this episode's about. What we're yeah. talking about today is how to create biblical community wherever you are. Mm-hmm. And there might be many reasons why this is interesting right now, because, well, you might be thinking of moving or you have moved or there's other reasons too. Like COVID could have like shut down your church your or church your community or, community or relationships yeah. or caused you to reevaluate relationships mm-hmm. and things like that. A lot of change has been happening, right? We've actually been getting, I mean, I don't know about you, but I get a lot of messages about this particular topic about how do you, how do you find new people? And a lot of times it is families that have just recently relocated somewhere. They knew no one yeah, and they moved in faith and they're like, how do I, how do I build community? How do I get the community that I see you hanging out with and stuff, things like that, you yeah. know? And, um, and so we thought that it would just be a really relevant thing for us to cover. It's going to be edifying for everyone though. And this is why the reality is, is that at some point in your life, you're likely to experience either moving, changing communities, changing churches, changing schools, work, whatever it is that helped you to build the community that you're in. And wouldn't it just be better to be prepared before that happens? Absolutely. So we really narrowed it down in our thinking about this, Mm -hmm. that there's really three groups uh, and you can self-identify yourself in one of these groups. And maybe there's a fourth one we didn't mention, Um, but so that's always could be the case for sure. Uh But the first one is willing to sacrifice biblical standards for their current community. Meaning, you know, this year, especially, I think a lot of people didn't really realize that people that they thought were in their community from church or whatever, they actually had completely different views on things that are actually more of the close-handed issues as mm-hmm. a Christian. Because there's close-handed issues, there's open-handed issues, yeah. and you need to really discern those. Of course, we're not getting into that. Yeah. But a lot of people became aware for the first time, whoa, I'm not as like-minded with that person or that family as I thought I was for the last six years or mm-hmm. two years. And that's what we're talking about. Being, You might be in this turmoil of like, I really like them, but I can't sacrifice this truth. Remember, we're raising kids that are watching and you want them, you want to ask yourself at all times, do I want my kids to replicate all Mm -hmm. the things that I am doing? Uh, And so this is one of those areas. And the second one of the the groups is what? Making an idol 
out of community, which is a huge thing. If you guys have heard us for a while, we actually did a podcast on not making an idol out of family. Yeah, We've talked about not making an idol out of marriage or work. This is not a podcast all about that, but this is an important issue within this podcast because a lot of times people will make decisions like where they're going to live or where they're going to go to church or where, like who they're going to spend time with because they've made an idol out of their community because things are so awesome. Right. Um, And this was something that Isaac and I, we've been blessed a lot over the years with many great communities of people that we absolutely loved. And you know what? I'll be honest. We even made decisions to stay where our community was when it was easier well, because it was, we, we just love them so much instead of moving back to where like our Damascus vineyard, right? Oh, so, there was a time, just quick story. Yeah. We had a beautiful estate in outside of Portland uh, mm-hmm. where we did the vineyard. We were renting it. We had moved to Bend. Renting well, it out to people. Out to people. Yeah. We moved to Bend. Uh, we felt led to do that, Bend, Oregon, and uh, developed great community there. Mm-hmm. And it came up to a point where uh, financially almost, it looked like it was more responsible and perhaps a better decision to move back to our estate in Because it would have been Portland. cheaper to pay our monthly payment than to rent. And it was a beautiful big house, a the house vineyard, the whole yeah. deal. And uh, probably could have worked that out in, in an amazing way. But we felt led to stay in Bend mostly because of community. strong community, yeah. which ended up being the right decision. Right. And so when the reason why we wanted to share this little story with you is because th- this is making there you need to evaluate right in that situation we had not made an idol of community but we evaluated it yeah. we actually talked about this concept of like okay are we making this decision because of the community that god's blessed us with and though that was a huge decision yeah i mean that was a huge part of our decision it really had to still wind down to what is God calling us to do? We want to obey him. But then later. And set aside the things that we loved, like yeah. great community to really evaluate what God wanted. And later, uh, that community was even stronger and even more blessed by community later. And we decided to move states. So things right, change, right. right? And so it, what the point is in this is you have to evaluate if you've made an idol out of community and be careful not to do so. So that you can actually hear God. And if he's calling you to do something else. Yes. Right here in Matthew 6.33. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, Mm -hmm. and all these things will be added to you. So seek first the kingdom of God. There should be no idols, even the idol of friendship. Right. Or like, so seeking wise counsel, like in all of the decisions that we made, we always did go to people and say, hey, this is what we're thinking. What do you think? However, you have to seek first the kingdom of God and the kingdom of God. You can hear him clearly. You can hear him clearly. You do get wise counsel, but you have to hear God's voice. And sometimes you guys have heard this many times. Sometimes what God is calling you to do can seem very countercultural to what other people might be doing or seeing. And that's okay. You, the point is, is that you need to be confident and in alignment in your yeah. marriage and making your decision. And it has to be from prayer, fasting, seeking so the kingdom. Our hardest decisions we've ever had to make always were the more fruitful on the other side. The ones that looked oddest. Right. And, and you know what? And this is, as we look back, that specific verse that you were just um, talking about, too, I think the thing that is so encouraging about it is that it says, Seek first the kingdom of God, and all these things shall be added to you. I don't want to. 
I don't want to ignore and all these things shall be added to you. We're talking about the desire that people have to build community. If you are seeking the kingdom of God first, all these things, the desires of your heart to have biblical community be added to will you. be added to you. So they awesome. will if you're following God's will. And so it's a matter of trusting. Well, let's, that. we got to dive. So the third one is cultivate real biblical community and not sacrifice God's plan for your life that's right. and God's promptings in your life. And so sometimes if we have something that's an idol, we can miss God's promptings. So that's what we're going to talk about how to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in, like I said, you might be building community for different reasons. Uh, and you might be just realizing, mm-hmm. I want to join a, I want to cultivate a community around me with mm-hmm. uh, where our biblical standards align, where that's we're right. really running the race together, adhering to the Bible. And yeah. I hope that's what you want. And that's a good thing before we jump in. That's a really good thing to desire, but you never want to build community ever at the expense of biblical truth, right? Yeah. And so this is something that we have definitely learned over the years, like as far as like-mindedness and fellowship with other believers and going to even larger churches, right? Yeah. Where it's like all of a sudden something, either there's like a doctrinal misalignment yeah. or um, or some kind of a need for church discipline or something swept under the carpet or anything that you could potentially think of. And then you're at this crossroads going, do I stand for biblical standard and just stay because of all the community or do I stand up for righteousness? Okay. So we have uh, six points for you and we're trying to keep our podcast episodes shorter. So we're going to spend about five minutes on each point. It's going to be a rapid fire episode. But before we dive in here, thank you so much for being part of the 1 Million Legacies movement. Mm -hmm. When you share online, we know you're part of it. When you give us reviews on iTunes, it is meaningful. We read every one. And you know what? It encourages us. It causes us to press on. What, over 120 episodes every single week, haven't missed a week since the beginning. Here Angie is doing four days and we're plugging <laughs> away because we're, we love this and yeah. we love all of you, And but we love hearing from you Yeah. Uh, because we feel it, we actually are energized by mm-hmm. the movement. Mm-hmm. If you're energized by the movement too, let us know because that just creates more energy for us too and you and, Keeps us going. and we're, we're doing something together. We don't want to do something just Angie and I, we've mm-hmm. always been about doing something together with lots of people to further the gospel and the kingdom of God. And that's what we're about. And that's what the podcast is about. So we just, we acknowledge that when you do things like that, it helps or donate or buy courses or any of that stuff. It helps us at courageousparenting.com or courageousmom.com. All the show notes are courageousparenting.com too. So let's dive in. Dive in. First thing is you need to lead your children with vision. Okay. Now, if you're little littles, then a little harder because they might not understand everything, but you can still do it at a certain mm-hmm. level. Mm-hmm. But if you're thinking about changing community, uh, whether that's church or friendships outside of church or whatever it is, new location, same location, you need to lead with vision. Don't just all of a sudden one day make a decision and announce it to your family. That is the worst kind of leadership possible. Right. So one of the things that we have learned over the years is that, guess what? Children are mini adults. There are mini you, just like our kids are mini Isaac and Angie. And you like to be respected. So your kids like to be respected. That's right. And one of the best ways to develop honoring respectful relationships that are reciprocated, because if you've gone through the Courageous Parenting Mentor Program, you know that we talk about this concept of respect and reverence and obedience and all these things. It really stems to what 
what way you're leading your family relationships. And yeah. this is a perfect example that will actually reveal the fruit of if you are a more of a dictator or an authoritarian leader, or if you are one that is actually chasing after hearts and working hard at the respect. And authoritarian right? leadership leads to silent uh, distrust and secretly disobedience. Right. Secret disobedience. They might on the outward have obedience, but yeah. on the inside is their heart attitude there. And we all know that we need to be caring about the heart more than anything. So, so lead lead with vision. Yeah. Um, and the second point is confident to be fully who you are. Mm-hmm. That is so important. Everywhere you are. If everywhere you are, even online. Yeah. If you are not fully yourself, then you're not gonna retain people around you. If you project something different mm-hmm. when you first meet them or online. Let's give an example. Let's say someone asks you a question about something that you're actually really passionate about, right? But you give them a wishy-washy answer because you don't, you're like, well, I, I don't want them. I really like this person. I want to be friends. And if I tell them what I really think, they might not want to be friends. So you give them a wishy-washy answer. But or then your a year later, yeah. a year later goes by and maybe you post something online that is actually what you believe or you share somebody something and they go, hold on a second. I thought you, you know what jail looks like for the Christian <laughs> it's to live a double yes. life is yes. to project something that's not fully you or not mm-hmm. where your convictions are to enough people to where you can't be yourself around your people. That's jail. We want freedom. And if you want to be in freedom, you need to be confident in who you are and ex- be exactly, project the biblical convictions, whatever they are, with love and grace and you know discernment and all those things. Yeah. But just realize you don't want to build community on the sand. On fakeness, right? Yeah. On what you think people will be more accepting of. Let me just share something with you. When we moved from Damascus to Central Oregon, something happened where you and I both became more emboldened to be more forthright and open about our biblical standards and Christian living. Yeah. And in doing so, we realized that a lot of like the surfacey friendships that we had had when we lived in Damascus, um, though we had a couple that were deeper. Yeah. It was really hard to go deep when we were there. And we have a whole, like, where there's a lot of reasons behind that. But I think that part of it is that when you are willing to be fully who you are and be fully known, you are going to attract people who are like-minded. So if you're holding back, the like-minded people that you're actually attracting are also people who hold back. Yeah. Does that make sense? You have to be deep with others for them to reciprocate. It's the same thing as respect with kids, right? And so... We really want to challenge you guys to be fully who you are when you are trying. This is about how to create biblical community wherever you are. So wherever you are, you need to be fully you so that the people who are around you and are going to invest in a deep friendship, it has to be founded on Christ and it has to be founded on biblical standards and Christian living and these understandings of who you are, who I am, and I love you and I'm walking with you. I was just, it just reminds me, it's it's even about the, the the warts and the challenges meaning the the not so glamorous parts of who you are your sins your mistakes and i just think that's so important uh just remind me i was giving a a sermon on sunday and 
it was, uh, I was just sharing that I'm selfish sometimes and we're going through Philippians and how that's made me realize Mm -hmm. even more where I'm selfish sometimes and helpful it is. And I just think you want to run the race with people who are transparent Mm -hmm. and guess what? They are transparent with you and you're going to attract people that want that deeper. They aren't scared by that. And I think that's important. You want to be confident to be full of who you are. Uh, the, mm-hmm. the next point is don't let fear stop you mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. really cultivating community wherever you are. Fear of what people will think of you. Fear. Maybe you've been hurt by relationships. I know I have. Mm-hmm. Everybody has. Yeah. We're talking about human beings here. Uh, we're all, you know, unperfect. And Mm -hmm. you know what? Uh, Don't let the past fears prevent future blessing Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. in relationships. I want to take a moment and give you something for free, if you haven't got it already, is the Date Night One Sheet. It is a beautiful document you can download that will have some key questions on it for your date night to just get in alignment about what's most important for your family. No matter what time of year, it's always important to recalibrate. You can get that by going to CourageousParenting.com and subscribing to our mailing list. Um, Also, you can get all of our show notes and everything at CourageousParenting.com. And I also just want to share real quick about the Parenting Mentor Program. So many families are being transformed by going through this. Uh, It's the six-week self-paced program uh, with live engagement from us and even direct interaction. So if you want to join us, uh, here's a little bit more about it. You can find out more at CourageousParenting.com. Steve and I realized that we were getting too comfortable with the world's vision of how to raise our children. What Angie and Isaac have done in creating this is literally phenomenal. This program provided awesome scripture-based teachings and just some really great practical applications. This class has just really rocked my world. It has given me a vision for not just the different things that we might focus on as parents who are trying to raise our kids biblically, like how our kids are behaving or what we're doing with discipline, but also the things of the heart. We now have a game plan to how we want to raise our children. We have so many answers to the questions that have been in our mind. It's not just these hypothetical situations or it's not just this, here's what I think you should do. It's let me show you where in scripture this is. Do your legacy a favor and yourself a favor and just do it. One of the best things that we've done this year, one of the best investments we've made this year, and I could not recommend it more. We're no longer fearing dark days ahead, but we're so excited to raise lights to be leaders for the next generation. It's interesting when we are preparing this podcast and we're talking about fear. I'm just going to share transparently when we were about to move, there was a little bit of not fear, but just the questioning the unknown that was lingering out there for me Mm -hmm. as a mom Mm -hmm. with my kids is this is going to be the best decision for my kids um you know okay this is gonna be a lot of work because building community requires the next steps that we're going to talk about in a minute which is a lot of work actually Mm -hmm. right it's intentionality it's opening up your home it's all these things and I, the the unknown of, okay, well, what if people don't have kids that are like-minded and, you know, once we get there and, and you think about those things and they can become heavy on your heart, but you know what God says in his word over 80 times, he says, fear not. Mm -hmm. He commands us not to be anxious in Philippians four. He commands us in Isaiah to not be fearful. So here's Isaiah 43 that says, Fear not, not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. Guess what? Regardless of where you are, what church you go to, 
Fear not, I have redeemed you. Is that a truth, whether you go to this church or that church? I mean, as long as they're Bible-believing churches, Mm -hmm. right? No, you fear not because you have been redeemed by God and he's called you by name and you are his. And that doesn't change whether you live in Timbuktu or Mars. Yeah. Okay? You are his. And it says to fear not. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. So yeah, eventually at some point, are you going to pass through waters? Yes. It doesn't say if you pass through waters. It says when you pass through waters. I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overwhelm you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned. Does that mean we're going to walk through fire at times? Mm -hmm. Yes. Not if you walk through fire, when you do. We have to start reading the Bible and recognizing this is a word that is alive for us today. Amen. So... I just remember on this point, I just remember this. my, My problem was I was guarded in my relationships. Mm -hmm. Maybe some of you guys can relate to that. Meaning I was guarded. I would only go so far uh, because it was dangerous territory because Mm -hmm. I was around so many people that when I tried to go deep, they just were quiet. And then I'm like, what is wrong with me? Mm -hmm. And I almost felt like something was wrong with me. And I'm like, well, maybe I'm just not good at building Mm -hmm. friendships. I started believing lies. Now, are there things I needed to work on and maybe you need to work on? Yes. So I was honest about that. What you you never, when you're dealing with an issue, yeah, there might be other people involved in the relationship challenges. Always look to yourself too. Always be introspective too. Not to a point of debilitating bad beliefs uh, about yourself, but to be honest with, okay, but how can I improve? How can I contribute to this relationship in a better way and, and be praying about that? I think that's super important. You know, so one of the things that changed for us that helped with building big community was that epiphany with you mm-hmm. and letting people into our lives on a more like yeah, everyday basis so. where guys, listen, life is too short and there are too many excuses that could prevent you from this next point, which is hospitality. Yeah. Okay. There are too many reasons to not let people into your home. Oh, my house is messy. My house is too small. I don't know what I'm going to feed them. Well, guess what? You can have people over when it's not mealtime. Okay. Um, There are a million things that you could use as a potential excuse. I'm too busy. My husband works from home. Um, My husband is introverted. I've, I have heard it all. I have thought it all. What are they going to think about my house because their house is nicer? Right. Weird stuff. Can I just say none of that matters? They're all lies from the devil. Okay. If you need more encouragement on this issue, I'm just going to put a plug in to go find my biblical online friendship course Uh, because there is a whole thing on the comparison trap in there. I keep telling you, we need to raise the price on that thing. That thing is so cheap, Angie. (laughs) She doesn't let me raise prices on things. (laughs) Okay. I just want to encourage you guys though. There are a ton of verses in scripture that actually command us to be hospitable. And one of them is in first Peter chapter four. If you look at verse eight and nine, it says above all, above what? Above all. all. Okay. Above doing laundry, above having the perfect home, above Mm. all love each other deeply because love covers a multitude of sins. And then you're thinking, okay, love each other deeply. What does that mean to love each other deeply? Well, God says in verse nine, here's here here is his part of his solution for loving each other deeply. Offer hospitality yeah. to one another without grumbling. Again, God is drawing attention to the heart attitude 
when we're doing it. Yeah. And so we should have open doors. I I have to tell you, you guys, yes, there are times when I go, oh man, we got to get back on track with this or that, or we got to get our schedule. So I'm just going to have to say no for a period of time. But the reality is, is that stuff can't get in the way. I can't get too busy that we don't have time to just say, yeah, sure. Come on over. When we moved here, I have to tell you how many times, I can't even tell you how many times we've had random text messages from the real estate agent behind us going, Hey, um, do you live here? Because I have some believers that are looking at a house. Can we just pop over and then they come in ended and stay for a couple a, hours? What a blessing that ended up being. Just yeah. Wonderful Christian believers. You so guys, great. but this is the thing. Are you willing to just drop what you're doing and say, yeah, come on over. My house is God's house. Yeah. Mi casa es su casa. Yeah. Right? You know? It's, and, it's the point of putting relationships yeah. first. And you might think you do that. You might do that. And you might think you do that. I know I used to think I did that, but didn't do that. <laughs> and uh, no, it's we're yeah. really in a different place. I'm really in a different place of where mm-hmm. I, st- I literally am looking for the relationship mm-hmm. versus the thing I need to get done or doing. And I find mm-hmm. that when I put relationships first, God blesses the thing mm-hmm. I need to get done. Mm-hmm. He just makes it work and expands time and mm-hmm. uh, enables supernatural ability in myself to do something that I thought would take way more prep work. And so I just think that um, God wants us to be in relationship because that is how people learn about God. That is how people get strengthened in their walk with God and through his people community, and which is what community. we're talking about. I mean, you guys, we've been crazy busy since we moved here with renovating and it would have been easy for us to just say no to everyone and everything because we have too many projects going on. But yeah. instead we're like, Hey, you know what? We're doing this. You want to join us? Yeah. And it has built the, some very deep yeah. community. Yes. You know, doing productive fellowship together. And then it gets to be reciprocated when they have a need. And it's just beautiful. It's God-honoring. There's another aspect. You've heard us talk about many times about um, how God's word has qualifications for eldership, right? And I'm just going to be brief. One of the things we always say is, even if you are not um, in the season of life where God would call you into that ministry, we should all be striving to be qualified and living as if we are striving for that. Right. Yeah. And one of those qualifications is that you must be given to hospitality. Titus one eight says rather he, he's talking about older men must be hospitable. It's not, Oh, kind of like it. No, he must be hospitable. One who loves what is good, self-controlled, upright, holy, and disciplined. You you just can't ignore what scripture talks about regarding hospitality. Yeah. Doing a deep study on it, you'll find that it also is actually calling us as Christians to be hospitable to strangers. So who is on your heart right now right. that you haven't had over that you, you really need to do? You need to obey God. You need to have mm-hmm. them over. Mm-hmm. And who have you maybe judged wrongly and you haven't spent actual time with them? Right. And you need to have them over. Yeah. Hospitality, having people in your home, that's where discipleship happens. That's where community happens. It's where deep walks happen. So if you guys want to build biblical community, it literally is impossible to do if you do not practice hospitality. Okay. In five so. minutes, we're going to give you our last two tips. Okay. You ready? Yeah. Discern, but don't be too critical. We need to have mm-hmm. biblical discernment, the Holy Spirit, discerning mm-hmm. relationships, people that are good for our families to be around, good for our kids to be around mm-hmm. and so forth, but not too critical. Mm-hmm. Maybe you're uh, in different seasons 
Mm-hmm. And there's different Don't allow ageism to take Don't away from ageism. what can be beautiful. If we're believers, yeah. here's kind of how I look at it. If maybe we are further down the road in age or experience in something or biblical understanding, mm-hmm. it doesn't mean we don't have community with people. Not at all. That are all, maybe not but, as much. But, but I think the key is, is people mm-hmm. that want to learn. It's a heart attitude. It's a heart That's attitude. What you're built and we, we on. ourselves, yeah. we put ourselves around people mm-hmm. older than us because we want to learn. If we're all mm-hmm. striving to learn and grow in our journey, then mm-hmm. that's beautiful. It really is. But let's not be too critical because no. maybe someone's not you, at the same yeah. place you are and something. I think that this is a really beautiful point because the reality is, is that we have to be also willing to let people grow. Yeah. Because we need room to grow. And Amen. that's what we should expect in our relationships that other people would give us room to grow and change as well. I know. I and need so, that. Please give me room to grow. Yeah. So I, I just think that this is something you need to exercise with your kids your kids' friends. Can I just say your kids' friends? Because the reality is, is sometimes you can make a discerning judgment call on a family based upon how certain kids will be acting when you first meet them. And that's, and that is what there is a wisdom in that. You definitely don't want your kids hanging out with other kids that are doing drugs. I'll just put that there. That's a good example. However, are you allowing the Holy Spirit to move in that kid's life and give them second chances, third chances, fourth chances, and still opening up your home on specific terms, looking for the growth, encouraging the growth, being an um, advocate, and even used as a change agent in their life at times. Yeah, but not, in, depending on your kids' ages, right? not at not the, the sacrifice expense. of your right. kids ever, not yeah. letting you know it, kids off without seeing where they're at mm-hmm. and not fully understanding where those kids are at, right. those other kids, you know, you got to be careful. Listen to other con- our podcasts on about these things. Okay. The final point is be in the community. How can you expect yeah. to connect, make new connections if you're not actually a participant in the community? What you I mean, mean, you're saying don't stay at home all the time. Yeah. Which is hard during COVID. So we I mean, just, there are states that are. We just went to a yeah. political event with our older kids and yep. they met people and we met people. Uh, we go out to eat sometimes mm-hmm. and try and meet people. We we go to events at the coffee shop and support yeah. local businesses. We, um, mar- uh, what are the, the farmer's markets and just having people over in the community meeting Meeting people. people. Yeah. And it's amazing. We've met so many wonderful people people you guys i just have to put in i am gonna share this as so first of all i don't share this to like <sighs> to make anyone feel bad so i hope you don't take this this way but we just had a baby shower oh, yeah. which was just amazing what and it really blessed thing. my heart um a friend came from bend my mom drove from portland but you know what i isaac and i were looking at the picture that was taken of all the women there there was a ton of of women, well over 20 women that were there. Godly we have only women. lived here for six wow. months. And there were women who brought gifts to me during the week that were like devastated that they couldn't be there. And I heard and it so was a prayer fest. It was, it was awesome. Amazing. It was just, it was a real blessing. And so I have to just. You were in tears several I, times, I heard. Well, yeah. I mean, when a little seven-year-old sweetie pie, Audrey Kosa, starts, Miss Angie, God told me to share this Bible verse with you. And she recites Joshua 1.9, which is one of the verses that our ministry is founded on. And she goes, and, and, I, and then she prays during the prayer time for, 
for the baby's safety and my safety. This seven-year-old, the sweetest purr I've ever heard from a little kiddo. I just, I, of course, I think everybody was crying in that room. But the reality is that, yes, you can build community. We're only six months in. And look, I look at that. You can go to my Instagram and see the picture that I'm talking about from the baby shower. God can do that same work in your life. But you have to invest in people. You have to get together with them. We've gone on date nights with some of these couples. We have done Q and A's for their church communities. All of these women were from different churches. You know what's powerful too? We're going to leave you with this this extra point, which is pray. Be praying for God to bring the right people, but then have your eyes open. A lot of times we pray and then we miss the opportunities. We don't realize they look different than how we would project how to meet somebody. You know, so so be praying. I know we've been praying as uh, at church together, and it's amazing. Like we're, I'm continuously in awe of God just yeah. answering prayers. There's so many praise reports. Well, it's just crazy. Every I mean, week. Yeah. It's it's just remarkable. And it just reminds me, I just wanted to send that back to you. Is Are you praying with people pray. collectively? Yes. And individually yeah. and collectively and as a marriage and just pray. And God are your relationships loves you. and your community built on that? That's a foundation, right? Yeah. The rock of Jesus Christ that you can go to people, ask for prayer. You can be honest and giving your heart to people. Right. Yeah. Like I just did that today. I just texted a couple of the ladies that go to our, go to church mm-hmm. with us. And I just said, hey, this is happening. And I'm just this is where my heart's at. And will you be praying for me? And just transparent. Yeah. Like, I love that I can do that. Amen. And um, we've been blessed to be able to do that for many years. And yeah. I just want to encourage you guys, if you don't have that, you need to cultivate biblical community. If you don't have people that you can text and say, this is what's going on. Will you pray for me? And they're not either praying for you in the te- in the text message back or praying for you right then and there. You need to find biblical community. And don't hold on to your community so tightly. That might mean you're uh, there's an yeah, idol. You've happening. made an idol, right? Instead, let's not let's be that third one, which is cultivate real biblical mm-hmm. community and not mm-hmm. sacrifice God's plan for your life and whatever that is. Mm-hmm. And remember, there's many examples in the Bible where God separated strong communities and strong people so that more disciples would be made. And so yeah. let's let's uh let's hold it loosely yeah. too. And you know another note and I I think this is a good thing to end on is this this thought. Do you do your actions and does your life actually reflect that you believe that God's people are everywhere? Amen. That God's people are everywhere and that you can build biblical community anywhere because it's actually God that does the building because he you're does. being you're being fully who you are. You're being hospitable. You're being confident, not letting fear deter you from relationships. You're being discerning. You're doing yeah. what God's called you to do, but he's the one that brings the increase. He's the one that brings people into your life. And I just want to encourage you guys because we have moved multiple times now and we have seen that God's people are everywhere. They are. And we've traveled to yes. all but maybe six states. In the, yeah, in, in the, the US, in the United yeah. States, and God's people were in every everywhere we went. They were, and so you can build biblical community anywhere. You can. So don't believe the lie that you can't, and think that what you oh I gotta stay here because it's the safest. Or, you know, if you feel like a prompting for God, and God's telling you to move. It is a matter of trust. Or even where you are, but you're shifting. You might want to shift a church to a different church to 
you know, live out, run the race with people mm -hmm. that have high biblical standards. I, you know, and I just, yeah, I think that it's, this is one of the things that has been the trigger of why we've gotten this question so many times is because so many churches were closed down because of COVID yeah. and so many are just either starting to, but they're like, Hey, if this happens again, we're going to close down yeah. again. And so you may be evaluating going, I need people to run with in real life because the people that were at the church were not there in real life when the or, church closed. Or maybe you're in and Canada so, and you yeah. need to break the law and start a little home church because churches right. aren't allowed in Canada in many places Yeah, so anyway, or other parts of the world. You guys, we just care about you. We want you to be an active part of a body of Christ, mm -hmm. of uh, which is not in a building. It's his people, right? The yeah. church are his people. And it, there are things that you do have to take action on, but God, if you pray and you give him the desires of your heart and you're seeking his kingdom first, all these things will be added to you. Amen. Thanks for joining us. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode. For more resources, go to Courageous Parenting and CourageousMom.com for free online workshops, blog posts, and best-selling courses. Also, we wanted to quickly tell you about our six-week online parenting mentor program. Isaac and I created a powerful biblical curriculum. Here's how it works. Each week, we release a video with a downloadable parenting packet to make it easy for you to incorporate those teachings directly into your parenting. This is an incredible self-paced program where we cover everything from obedience training to overcoming mistakes most Christians are making. But more than that, it's a supportive community. You'll have access to our private online group, live webcasts, and the Courageous Parenting text message line where Angie and I can send you weekly encouragements straight to your phone. If you're interested in joining our next online parenting mentor program, secure your spot now at CourageousParenting.com. That's CourageousParenting.com.